Hello and welcome to Walk to Wellbeing, the wellness podcast from Health and Wellbeing magazine, sponsored by Sketches. I'm Holly, the editor of Health and Wellbeing, and each episode, you and I get to join someone as they go for a walk, eavesdropping on them as they talk about their own wellness journey. Each of our guests will answer the same questions, but the conversation like their walk, might meander a bit as they go. After we leave them, I'll be joined by some of the magazine team to pick out things from that walk that we want to put into action right away in our lives. Think about your answers too. And if you'd like to record your own walk to wellbeing, you can. Just download the question pack from healthwellbeing.com. We would love to hear it. Just a note before we start. In the conversation that follows, Natalie does talk about losing a friend to suicide. So please do take care of yourself if this is an issue that affects you. Right now though, for our next episode, we're about to join television presenter and Formula One reporter, Natalie Pinkham, as she steps out her front door in Brentford in June, 2021. Beautiful. Isn't it a gorgeous day? So lovely. I just had a cider with my brother. I haven't drunk that since I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, half term, have you? Yeah, half term, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Good timing. Yeah. Send my love to the gang. Right, so let's go on our walk. How lovely. Um, I'm obviously going to look completely mad because I'm walking through Brentford on my own with these cue cards. <laughs> so anyone looking at me is gonna think I've gone crazy, or they might have thought that anyway. Right, I'm just gonna post my COVID test, my third of the week, crazy times. Right, first question, what gets you out on a walk? Well, to be honest, I don't really need an excuse. I just love walking. And we do a lot of it as a family. And obviously through lockdown, we walked every day. I mean, I think everyone did, didn't they? Just to try and get out of the house um, and just to try and reconnect with nature in whatever way possible. We live in quite a built up area, as you can probably hear with the cars going past. And so you just needed to kind of get out of the vicinity and down to the river, along the riverfront and down to local parks. Luckily, we're quite close to Kew Gardens, which is so beautiful. And you could be in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't feel like you're in London when you're there. So it's gorgeous. Any time of day, I mean, obviously, the earlier you go, slightly more peaceful it is. And you kind of get that bit of escapism. But um, it's amazing, because London never really calms down fully, does it? whatever time of day or night you go. I quite like bumping into neighbours and seeing locals. Hi guys, you right. Um, we've got quite a nice little community actually around us. So it's lovely um, supporting each other and I think we've needed that in the last few months. So all good. 
Um, <clears throat> we've got um, some swans down by the river, which are close to us where we live, and we've loved going and watching them grow. It's been quite amazing to see the cygnets growing up in front of mine and the kids' eyes. So we take a little trip down there most days to see how they're getting on, and it's been lovely to see them flourishing. And I think that's one thing that I've really enjoyed um, about lockdown is reconnecting and spending quality time with my kids because I normally live such a hectic life, um, always jumping on flights to F1 races and working kind of crazy hours, but also kind of unsocial hours because obviously sport is at weekends and that's normally when everyone else has some time off. So it can be quite antisocial working in sport. Um, so just being present as a parent has really meant a lot and <clears throat> getting out and about and getting back to nature has been really important to all of us, I think. Um, so that, you know, there haven't been many upsides to the pandemic, but one of them has definitely been that, just being able to be together as a family and quality time, although homeschooling, my God. That was bloody hot. I've got a newfound respect for uh, teachers and uh, stay-at-home parents because it's not easy. Not easy at all. Where's your dream walk? God, well, you know what? I've got into golf lately and I've taken up this challenge to learn golf in the space of five months with three other girls Fleur East, Helen Skelton and Bella Shah. And I've realised just how many stunning golf courses there are in the world. And I love these Lynx courses that, you know, are alongside water. My dad always said, if you live near water, as long as it's not, not coming through your roof, it's a good investment. And we do live near water. Um, we're very lucky. And wherever we go, I like to be near water. So whether it's by the seaside or on walks, and I have to say, there is nothing quite like a walk on a beach. So yeah, whisk me off to the Caribbean or a wild beach. Actually, Portugal, where we got married, there are these sort of seven mile long beaches with no one on them. And they're really kind of wide as well, with white sands. So yeah, that would be a dream. Sinking your toes into the sand. I don't think there is a feeling quite like it. And so, oh, that's the swan going past me. Can you hear that? I don't know if the mic picked that up, but that is one of the swans I was telling you about, flapping their way along the river behind me. So yeah, I, I remember um, going for a walk along that beach in Portugal. Uh, the day before the day before we got married and uh, and then we did it again when we were pregnant with our son and um, yeah it's a very special place because you sink your toes into the sand and then the water just um, cools you down around your ankles and it there is literally nobody else in sight so it's so it's wonderful what does switching off look like to you I think it's really hard when you're a parent, a working parent, to switch off because you constantly think about your kids. 
Um, they're the first thing I think about in the morning, the last thing I think about when I go to sleep, and everything in between. And I think it's therefore quite difficult to switch off fully, but you can definitely try and take a bit of time out. I try to um, sneak off and have a bath wherever I can. I know that sounds funny, but I, um, I do actually love running a really hot bath and uh, it's the closest thing you got to a spa treatment during lockdown wasn't it <laughs> um, it's, it's very rare actually that I would go for a walk on my own in fact it almost has never happened because I, I, I love getting the kids out of the house so this is a rare switch off for me right now actually going on a little walk on my own taking it all in who's really nailing their well-being in your life? Well, I have to say, most of my friends are pretty kind of in tune with what their body and mind needs, and they're quite good at factoring in time to do that. My husband built a gym in our garden, actually before the pandemic, because he wanted to be close to the family, and so he wants to sort of get in, blast a workout, and then be present as a dad um, but what we found is actually the kids love working out with us so that is something that we do um, every day together build like a little assault course in the garden and the kids love it and so we both train we've got like an assault bike and pull-up bar and all sorts of kettlebells and dumbbells and there's nothing like a good set of burpees actually just to get <laughs> the blood pumping so yeah I'd have to off my cap really to my husband because he he always factors in fitness and uh, he recognizes the importance that it has for mental health so um, I try to emulate him and train most days although sometimes training can just be a cheeky glass of rosé in the garden <laughs> does that count ah. when you're feeling stressed how do you combat your triggers well, it's quite interesting because I definitely deny feeling stressed, even to myself. I don't know why. I suppose maybe I felt like it's a weakness and I should be able to juggle and do it all. And it's really only through lockdown that I've acknowledged that um, I felt stressed. And it's so important to do that. And it's definitely not a weakness. It's just that gets, so much gets thrown at us, doesn't it? And we don't necessarily know how to handle it all the time and then it manifests itself in stress. So I'd quite regularly go, oh, I'm not stressed, I'm not stressed. But really that my body would start to show it. I really want to manage that better. So I'm taking steps to do it. One thing I've really found with this golf challenge is that it's really, <laughs> it's really relaxing. I know that sounds ridiculous because you can hit a bad shot and then be really stressed all over again. But it really focuses the mind, really clears the mind and means that you can't really think about anything else and that's quite therapeutic. It's uh, quite meditative as well. You kind of get into a swing, literally and metaphorically, start hitting some golf balls and it's, yeah, it's quite cathartic. So um, I would definitely recommend golf and or any sport. There isn't a sport out there um, that can't be enjoyed by someone and there isn't anyone out there that can't enjoy at least one sport. Um, I really believe there's something for everyone and uh, it can be swimming, it can be running, it can be golf, but just exercising is 
is amazing. And actually, I remember one time during lockdown, I was at home and feeling really stressed. I lost um, a close friend last year at the start of lockdown. And I was definitely really struggling. And really because I couldn't talk to our other friends and we couldn't mourn her loss together because we were all obviously in lockdown. And I was sitting in the kitchen feeling increasingly agitated and, you know, uh, I was grieving, but I, I kept sort of burying it and not wanting to cry in front of the kids. And then I spoke to a friend who said, actually, you know, it's quite healthy to cry in front of your kids. It's not a bad thing at all because, well, for various reasons. One, that it shows them that crying isn't a bad thing to do. So you let them cry as well. Because if you don't cry in front of them, you're basically saying that crying is a bad thing to do and then they may stop doing it. And that's not healthy. Um, another reason is that they'll see you cry and recover from that cry and think, okay, mummy's got over that and she's come back and she's you know, able to be hands-on with us. And thirdly, if you cry in front of your kids and hug them, they then feel empowered because they've helped heal you and you've stopped crying because of their love. So actually it's a confidence builder for them. So I love that and um, yeah, it's, it, it's quite liberating as well, knowing that crying is no bad thing and you can do it in front of your partner, in front of your kids um, and it's part of life. So um, one of the things I did, I remember feeling very stressed um, about losing my friend and knowing that she'd taken her own life was just too much to bear and so every time I started to feel the stress build up in me I'd go out to the garden and do burpees and I remember this one I know it sounds ridiculous but I, this one night I remember um, it was just drilling with rain and I thought you know what? I'm just gonna get out there in the rain and god it felt amazing I did a hundred burpees in the rain and it I felt alive, I felt amazing, and I had endorphins, serotonin, like rushing through my body, a surge of happiness, and um, it felt liberating, and um, yeah, it really helped. When was the last time you challenged yourself to try something new or different? Well, that is definitely the golf, because I, I've always admired golfers, but I've never thought I've had the patience to do it. Because it does take up quite a lot of time. And, um, but this Slingsby Academy that we've become part of has been amazing for friendship because I've met three cracking girls who are just like lovely company, um, all from quite different backgrounds, but um, all coming together with this sort of shared uh, belief in this new challenge. <laughs> we've got to go out of our comfort zone and push ourselves. So yeah, brilliant. I've loved every minute of it. It's bloody hard, but I have enjoyed it. When's the last time you cried? What, today? I mean, I literally cry all the time. Um, through joy, through sadness, through, I mean, not really stress actually, but I just cry. I'm quite, I'm quite heightened emotionally. So like I could watch an insurance advert on television and start welling up. My, um, my husband thinks it's hilarious, he's like, I tell you, I tell you the last time I cried. <laughs> I tell you the last time I cried, which sounds so ridiculous, but I was at the Monaco Grand Prix working, which was in itself amazing to be back uh, at 
a Grand Prix and working for Sky and um, you know, Monaco's a really special place because it's steeped in history and tradition. And we did the track parades. So before each race, I go out on a truck with the, with the drivers um, and interview them for the fans in the stands. But obviously, because we haven't had any fans back, we haven't been doing the track parades. But in Monaco, we had half capacity. So they decided to do a COVID-safe truck where all the drivers would be segregated but able to come up to me individually to have their questions answered and goes out in these big tannoys on these big screens. And the buzz of that was just so incredible and so moving and fans just going nuts. Um, Charles Leclerc, who was born in Monaco, put it on pole. So the response to that was just incredible. And I cried. <laughs> and all the drivers thought I was mad. They're like, why are you crying? I was like, this is just so lovely, you know. For fans to be back watching sport is just a brilliant thing. What's one recent little win you're happy with? Ooh. Well, I have to say, using my new driver. Um, I don't mean a, a chauffeur. I mean the club. Because it's really hard using a driver. It's a completely different technique um, to all the other clubs. But when you get it right, feels incredible. I mean, most of the time you get it wrong. Well, I do anyway. But striking it, and you make this sweet noise, this sort of tinny, echoey noise, and you know you've absolutely nailed it. And uh, that was a little personal victory for me, and it was brilliant. So I loved it. What's the biggest life lesson you've learned in the last year? I guess probably... Um, just looking after yourself a bit better and, and, and being honest if you feel under pressure or stress because I think so many people have struggled with mental health issues through the pandemic <clears throat> and um, there is no shame in putting your hand up and saying um, that you are struggling and, and I think, yeah, uh, it sounds a bit of a cliche and I know everyone's talking about it but thank God they are now and um, just put your hand up. Ask, ask for help, ask a friend, tell a friend. Because actually half the time you um, empower your friends as well because then they feel free to talk to you. So, yeah, I think that's the most important thing is that um, uh, it's just to keep talking. Communication's everything. And um, hopefully um, a lot of relationships will emerge stronger for this difficult time. I know a lot have struggled as well, but just keeping those channels of communication open, whether it's with your partner or the kids or your parents, just keep talking, keep talking. We're all human. Because I really feel like this pandemic's been a real leveller. And um, I've noticed that in Formula One, actually, because even these kind of drivers who paid tens of millions a year, down to the sort of truckies that, that work um, ridiculous hours on the road to get the, to get the show on the road, um, they've all been talking a lot more to each other, which I think is really cool because they haven't been fans in the paddock. Everyone within the sport has been talking to each other and there's been that real sense of community and coming together and knowing that that collaborative effort has enabled the sport to keep going through such a difficult few months. And, um, yeah, we've all been affected in varying degrees and... Um, 
And I think reaching out to each other and talking about it has actually helped everyone. So, yeah. Um, I was going to tell you a quote then, but I've forgotten it. <laughs> Something like... We're, we're not all in the same boat, but we are in the same storm. I don't think I really did that justice, did I? Anyway, the point is that we all uh, are feeling it to varying degrees and actually just connecting with each other is a really important thing to do. Um, <clears throat> complete the following sentences. Being healthy is... Being healthy is... Everything. Being healthy is everything. I mean, there's nothing more important, is there, than being healthy in body and mind. And um, often we just get swept along with all sorts of other things, don't we, and uh, assume that, you know, chasing all sorts of dreams and ambitions and goals and material. Hang on, let me think about this. Being healthy is... Yeah, I'd have to say being healthy is everything. I mean, it's just so important. I think um, I've gone through uh, chemotherapy with my mother-in-law this year and she then got COVID and she was living with us and, God, it was tough on her. I mean, she was like, it was so tough, but um, she emerged from it, got over the COVID, is, her cancer markers are down and she just sucking the marrow out of life. No, no missed opportunities because she's just so grateful to be here. So being healthy is everything. I'm most me when? I am most me when I wake up with my children in bed with me. I know I shouldn't do it. And there'll be loads of mums and dads probably shouting. Don't let them sleep with you. But my I figure that it won't last forever. They won't want to snuggle into bed with me, so I'm just going to make the most of it while we still can. And they're four and six at the moment. We went down to Devon last weekend, and the four of us all got into bed together, and we giggled so much. I don't even know what we were laughing about, but it was such a special moment, because my husband, Wilf, Willow, and I <laughs> were all in bed together. Cutching up, as we call it. A kutch is a cuddle in Welsh. And my husband's Welsh, so we call it kutching. I love a good kutch. So, yeah, I'm most me when I'm kutching my kids and my husband. The best thing about my walk today has been... Well, it is a glorious day. The sun is shining. And it has been a miserable weather until this moment. So, I have to say, feeling the sun on my cheeks has been incredible. That's it. They're my 10 questions. I'll probably think of loads of other things I should have added to that, but um, that's been nice chatting <laughs> with myself. <clears throat> Bit weird when, you, um, when you're talking to yourself, isn't it? I'm hoping that people think I've got one of those little phone things in my ear so, so I'm on a phone call, but nope, just chatting to myself.
I think actually the first lockdown was kind of bearable, wasn't it? Because we had such amazing weather. Someone was looking down on us, guiding us through with all that sunshine. So to get it back today, oh God, it feels good. It feels so good. Nobody likes the cabin fever, do they? The cabin fever of being cooped up in, at home. And I think that's one, one thing I learned as well is to create a kind of new space for yourself. So, you know, give each other space. And, um, and I know it's limited but, um, and not easy, but to create a new space and find somewhere in your house that's sort of your own little spot. It's been quite cool. Anyway, I think that is all, but thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>
a walk or to do a little bit of exercise must be a great win for a parent. Yeah, and the fact that her husband has built her a gym in the garden. I know, that was amazing. I was kind of really jealous, actually. I'd absolutely love a gym in my garden. I've been working out in my front room for months and months now. So that kind of <laughs> evoked images of being able to train outside again, which is, and again, she pointed out how lovely the weather was last year. And I remember training outside. Me and my dad would be outside every morning because the weather was just so lovely. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to that have you guys been able to make use of the nice weather yeah I definitely have um going out for walks today has been really really lovely but I'm not sure I'm on board with Natalie's comments about you know how a good few burpees can do you good but um I'm not I'm not convinced on that yet but I can definitely relate to a cheeky glass of rosé in the garden. (laughs) I actually have a hack for that, Holly, if you're interested. I am interested. If there's something, if there's like an exercise that you really hate, you just, you have to keep repeating, I love burpees. I love burpees in my head over and over. And eventually your psyche will just, it will just convince you. So that's, that's how you do it. If you want to get into it, just go for it and convince yourself through the power of your mind you you'll be surprised so next week I'd like to see you I'd like to see you put that into action and report back <laughs> okay so I love burpees instead of homework there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly unfortunately I cannot do any burpees because I live in a flat and I think I'd disturb the neighbors if I was jumping around <laughs> I hear that you've been making making use of of going outside though with them with taking up golf really similar to to Natalie that she's trying something new yeah yeah my um my boyfriend's been dragging me to the driving range which is similar to um Natalie it's been a challenge because I mean before that I've done mini golf which is obviously very different (laughs) but I am quite proud that although I can't hit a ball very far it is always straight Always. (laughs) Always. <laughs> Isn't that how it's meant to go? <laughs> well, Ian, it's meant to be, it's meant to go quite far, but it doesn't. It's just very straight. Okay. <laughs> no matter which um, club I use, it is always the same distance. <laughs> I was actually um, thinking about golf myself yesterday. So that's so uh, serendipitous that this has come up actually. And I was wondering, would I even be any good? And that's so interesting that you said oh I've taken that up actually and I was just wondering because my family play a lot of golf but it's mainly the men and I was thinking oh you know when we would go as a family onto golfing holidays the women of the group would usually be resigned to either you know going swimming or to the spa or having a glass of wine outside and it was kind of making me think that are they the only options for like adult women to relax or play just to either get a beauty treatment or just have have a drink with friends or family? So I was just kind of wondering, oh, like, could I take up a challenge? Or And then sometimes I think to myself, oh, no, if no one else wants to do it with me, like, will I go by myself? So it's, it's nice that you've gone with with your partner Vicky but would you go on your own well the one we go to I um when I was in the loo there they had a little sign up saying about um ladies golf so there are there are sessions just for ladies so um 
I didn't check what the times were, but I'm sure if they are like reasonable times, I'd potentially go um, and try because I haven't actually gone on the course yet. I've, there, I've just done the driving range, so the course is a bit more intimidating. <laughs> so yeah, if I could go with a group of ladies who wouldn't judge me, then um, that might be a possibility. <laughs> I think that does make it less intimidating, doesn't it? Especially taking up something new with a group of friends. And it sounds like Natalie's really found her tribe of, of women who she's able to join in the sport with, especially as it's something completely new to all of them. Um, so I think that was really lovely. I think I think it's really diff- it's really challenging when something new looks a little bit intimidating or you're not really sure if you could do that by yourself. But having a group around you who's really supportive and you're kind of you're all in it together, aren't you? It just I think it makes it a little bit more fun. I 100% agree. I really loved the idea of getting a group of women together and challenging yourself to something new, a sport, you know, you're going to be out in, out in nature, like Natalie said, she's enjoyed and enjoyed reconnecting with as well. So I really, I really enjoyed all of those points that she made. Yeah, agreed. And then knowing that her family are already waiting for her to have a lovely coach all together. I thought that was so, so nice. <laughs> and also we we kind of like we're a family of four as well. And like when when my brother and I were younger, we'd all pile into my mum and dad's bedroom. I actually thought that was kind of normal, but perhaps not now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she feels a lot more like herself when she's with her family. I think that's really nice and just hammers home that message that family it really is everything especially in challenging times as well. Definitely. And she said as well that being healthy was everything too. So, you know, f- you know, with without health and family, you know, these challenging times would be even more difficult. And I think she's identified what's really important to to most people really. Yeah, agreed. And I loved how she was so open and honest with her children, you know, especially when it comes to emotional health. Um, I think that's something that's really healthy and we're always kind of taught to, you know, hold things in a lot more. And, but the fact that she's very open and transparent with how she feels, it just puts, must put her children at ease to know that it is okay that mummy's crying, for example, or, and that, you know, I loved how she said that when, her children when when they hug you if you are upset it makes them feel good yeah I liked what she said about it being a confidence boost for the kids because they feel like they've comforted you um like I know when when I was little my mum's mum died she um never really shared that emotion with us and I think if we'd seen it and you know like like Natalie said like seen her cry and then see her recover from it it would maybe help would have helped us maybe be more open um when we were little as well yeah I think there's a protection element there isn't there Vicky but actually like Natalie said it can be really empowering to show your vulnerable side but also like she said about asking others for help as well because then they'll feel like they can come to you about things and that's what she was saying with her children as well that she's kind of demonstrating and being a role model for them with her emotions essentially 
Exactly. It's it's good to talk, isn't it? It is good to talk, Daniela. You're right. But it's also really good to listen, I think. And listening to Natalie's advice on how to challenge your girlfriends to take up a new sport, I think that's what is going to be my takeaway from today. And thinking to myself when I leave this chat that, oh, actually, I want to take inspiration from Vicky as well. Or oh, she's taken up golf, golf too. So maybe I can as well and I don't maybe I don't have to wait for other people to join with me but you know if anyone does want to then <laughs> the more the merrier <laughs> I do like a, a a buddy when I'm um in sports mode I'm definitely it definitely helps me to have someone with me um but what about you Vicky what's what are you going to take away today I liked what she said about you know, looking after yourself and being honest if you're like feeling stressed um as you know, Holly, I have a great habit of, as we call it, turtling and not telling anyone if I'm feeling stressed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's something that I like. She like Natalie is it's something I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Daniela? Well, I'll gladly join you on the golf course, Holly. If you ever want to try something new together, I will be there for you. Um, oh yes, like a little health and well-being golf tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really hammers home my takeaway from Natalie's walk, which is you really underestimate the power of exercise sometimes, the fact that she was feeling so super stressed. Um, and even though it was absolutely tipping it down outside, she knew that going outdoors and just getting those endorphins pumping would help her feel a lot better. And I think that sports and exercise just have those incredible powers. And I think that's a really empowering place to end our chat thinking about how any type of exercise can be uplifting. And like Natalie said, there's a sport for everyone. If you're shaking your head right now, perhaps you haven't found yours yet. Maybe it's golf. But I loved going on Natalie's walk and I also loved chatting to you both today. So a huge thanks from me to you, Daniela and Vicky, and of course, to our wonderful guest on this episode, Natalie Pinkham. Most important of all though, thanks so much to you for listening. We've got loads more fantastic, fascinating guests coming up and we can't wait to share their wellness journey with you. And so until next time, from me and the whole of the health and wellbeing team, stay well and see you soon. Before you unlace your trainers, we've got an exclusive health and wellbeing magazine subscription deal for you, our lovely Walk to Wellbeing listeners. Head to giftstoyou.com forward slash APOD1. That's A-P-O-D and the number one to get three issues for just $9.99, saving you over 25% and delivered straight through your front door. The link is in the description of this episode to make redeeming this fantastic offer simple and easy. Remember to share your walk with us on social media using the hashtag walktowellbeing And you can even download exactly the same list of questions that you heard our guest chat through earlier in this episode. You can record your very own Walk to Wellbeing episode and we'd absolutely love to hear it. For all the details, head to this episode's description and we hope you enjoyed strolling with us today.